ברוכים הבאים בשם השם ולחנוכים בבייס השם. Welcome to our weekly Wednesday night share. As we know, it's weekly. This week we had the Amtevim of Yudbeis Gimel Tammuz. This week's Pasha's Bolok, and of course, Mir Tzeshem HaBolinu the Teva. If Chas Sholom Mashiach does not come, we should also the beginning of the three weeks, which we hope and pray and anticipate. Yehovchu Yom Eidul the Sosayin of the Simcha. These days should be turned over to days of joys, joy and happiness. Pasha's Bullock, extremely ironic name for the Pasha. The Pasha, the Teda. Teda, as we know, is Lashon Heiro, a lesson. A Pasha in the Teda should be named after such a Russia. Generally, when we discuss, when we mention a Russia, The suffix to the name is Yemach May his name be obliterated. And yet, the Teda does not only look to obliterate the name of Balak, but rather glorifies his name, actually, by naming an entire Pasha, the Teda Ephraim. How ironic. of a sefer called Yosef Eimetz the Chidor very very holy Kabbalistic from the Kabbalistic generations answers this is the din or similar at least to the din which is brought down that Kol Avedis Kechav Maksu Batela Mutel any Avedis Zara mentioned in the Teda You're allowed to mention. If you're keeping score at home, you follow Gemara Sanhedrin, Samach Gimel Amit Beis, 63, side 2. And by doing so, we don't have the love of what's mentioned in Pashim Mishpatim, of Sham Elikim Achedim, Shem Elikim Achedim. The names of the other gods you may not mention. Just like the name of this Russia is mentioned in the Taylor, 
we can obviously mention his name. That's all wonderful. To mention his name, I understand. Okay. But to call an entire parasha on his name, it's a step a little beyond. Yireim is brought down the reason of the din that Rabbi Zara that's written in the Taylor you may mention because by mentioning it in the Taylor the Taylor automatically nullifies it but this doesn't mean that the Taylor totally nullifies it that it no longer becomes an Rabbi Zara. Because the proof of the matter is, we find many times Avedizadis that were mentioned in the data, the Balpair, etc., and they were not model. Again, in the same area in San Eden, if you can score at home, a little earlier in the Samachamid days, and a little later on Samachdalad Amid Amaralev. You may, however, be you're simply embarrassing it so too by mentioning the Avedizara mentioned in the Tate already since the Tate is mentioning it it takes away the value if any there was at all to begin with of this Avedizara and therefore Vadin is Batla is definitely totally nullified now, therefore, we understand also the same thing here. Calling the Parsha Bullock. Showing the Machshava was totally bot- bottle. And mentioning the name of Bullock, it definitely is not a contradiction of the Shem Yishayim Yekev. Just the opposite. By mentioning it, this is adding to the embarrassment and the eradication by showing the Shivas is totally gone. Nobody to open the door. Sorry. Okay. Bullock then goes out and calls in Billam. We know the story. The curses that Billam was brought in to bestow cast upon the Jewish nation but since Bilaam as he says himself can do nothing without the Abish's mention 
without Abish's consent. We hear the words of Bilam. Let us take, for example, Haim Am Kilavi Yakum Chariyas Naso. A people that rises like a lion, like a lioness, and raises itself like a lion. Bilam compares the Jewish people to lions, and the Medrash Tanchuma tells us that this is in reference to the way, the vigor which the Jews say the Shema. vigor in which the Eden say Kriyashma. A very interesting way of putting it. And the Medish Tachuma com- completes this by saying, just like a lion pouncing on a prayer, on its prey, the Jews also are this Gaber Kari, they arise from their sleep like lions. And of course, they finish off and they say the recitation of Shema and proclaim the Almighty's kingship. Why is the reading of Shema compared to the lion's attack? There are other animals that attack, that prey, etc. Why Dafka, the lion? Shema begins with Shema Yisrael Hashem Elikeinu Hashem Echod telling us Hashem is our God and Hashem is one and Chassidus explains that everything in this world in essence is an extension of the divine energy and thereby maintains the continuing existence of the world. The Yitzhahara, man's selfish and negative inclination, is also created by God, also has a godly purpose in this world. The Shema, therefore, continues with the command to love Hashem with all your heart. And if you're keeping score at home, the Mishnah in Brachis, Perek Tes, Mishnah Hey. And the Mishnah explains that this means all of your heart's passions and desires, even those that stem from Yetzirah. All this should be directed and harnessed towards devoted service of God and if you're following us in the Gemara again Bab Metzia 84 side 1 Peydalid Amir Aleph Rabbi Yechanan says invest in Teda the very same energies that you used until now for wrongdoings this therefore explains why Bilam compared the recitation of Shema to this lion seizing its prey. The Gemara, again, if you keep your score at home, Baba Kama, Tezayin Amid 16 side 2. 
the lion eats its victims while it's still alive. Unlike other animals that first kill their prey, then eat it. This is likewise the message of the Shema. The ultimate service of God is not to drain the Yitzhahara of its energies, but to eat it alive, to absorb and channel its passion into your service of God, so that the Yitzhahara totally is enveloped with Avedis Hashem. The Yitzhahara doesn't know where to turn anywhere else, but to comply and practically come and apologize for bringing up anything negative, saying anything that's not godly. This is therefore the comparison that Bilam gives to the Jews, uh, to the lion, and also the lion to Kriya Shema. That with Shema Yisrael, we take that Yitzhahara and we tell him, Herzu, listen to me. Enough of the baloney. Don't try taking me anywhere. Don't try putting me anywhere. I need to serve Hashem. And you, Yitzhahara, need to serve Hashem. But the Yitzhahara is screaming, I need to serve Hashem. I need to do what the Yitzhahara told me to do. I need to do what God told me to do. And God told me to make you sin. We need to convince the Yitzhahara that yes, that was a job that God gave you, but don't be such an expert. You can take your job channel it differently. Channel it in a way that Hashem will still be proud of you. Hashem will still be happy with you. And there will be no punishment meted if you join with the ranks of the Jewish nation. But Bilam does something even worse than just come to try to curse the Jews. Bilam does something very, very awkward. Tater tells us, Bilam was a very wealthy man. Very wealthy. And yet, chapter 22, verse 21, the Torah tells us, Bilam rises up early morning and saddles his own donkey. His anti-Semitism, his hate to the Jewish nation was so strong that he didn't wait for a servant to saddle the donkey for him. He himself saddled the donkey. Rashi translates Rashi tells us Mikan from here we learn Shehasina Mikalkeles as Ashura Shekhavashubatsme Hatred destroys the train of thought. One cannot think straight when they act out of hate. One does not talk right when they act out of hate. One does not react right when they react out of hate. And since he himself 
did this. Oh, Barakodesh, Barakodi Abishan says to Bilam, Russia, you wicked man. Avram, their father, already preceded you. It says Avram rose up early morning and he saddled his own donkey to go on the mission which God sent him. I read the Pshat Remez Drush and said, I want to explain this according to Drush. The curse of Bilam, where it says yet, in Kisaytzi, Vayafech Hashem Levracha, the Almighty will reverse, will turn over to you. The curse is to a blessing. And the same thing also we explain when it comes to the hatred of Bilam, which is Mikal Kela That even in his hatred, we have to work Kedusha. And to explain this, the Shach of the Teda says, when it talks about Avram Avinu saddling his donkey, Vayachvesh is Chameirai Shekova Shachamer. What does it mean that he saddled his donkey? Vayachvesh also means Kovash, he conquered. What is Chamer? The Chamer Aguf. The essence of the hardships of the, of the body. The Chumrius. And we need to conquer our Chaymer. We need to twist its arm. We need to bend it. And we need to see to it, like we said before with the Yitzhahara. We need to bring it to the service of Hashem. And we find that the Baal Shem Tov says, it was brought down in the Sefer Kesar Shem Tov, when it says, Ki the Pasuk, when a person sees the donkey of a person, of a fellow person, and it's all piled with bundles, and the man, the master, needs to unload it quickly, even if this person is not a friend of yours. The Torah gives us a chiyav, ozayv, tazayv, imoy. And the Bashemtav says, the chamer refers to the chamer. When it comes to your chayma, your body, which is a burden to your to your neshama, in order to be mivare the goof, to be mezachech, not to break it with pain and with torture and with fasts, and to elevate it, to purify it. So the Kvisha Sachamer doesn't mean, the conquering does not mean to destroy it, to destroy your body, but to elevate it, to bring it all into the realm of Kedusha. But we're referring to Chamer of Avram. 
the Khumri is like this that has no wickedness and has no prohibition in there so for Avram to elevate this is Khamer and to bring it up in a birur and halal igdusha this is a natural thing Mashenke when it comes to the Khamer of Bilam the Asayinish of Bilam such Khumriyas are only Shaykh to Bilam Arasha these are things that are totally prohibited how do we deal with them? Sinner with hatred which is Mikalkelis as Ashura to destroy it, to break it, to eradicate it. Don't look to elevate it whatsoever. And this way also the Sina Mikalkelis Ashura is also used to eradicate the evil. Becomes a Dava The story of the, the fellow that was a relative of the Tzemach Tzedek, the third Chabad Rebbe. And he was a pharmacist. I believe I've told the story before. And his Panasa deteriorated business went down the drain everything was falling apart his debtors were coming after him he was in big trouble but to add insult to injury one day his son-in-law picked up and ran off not to be found, not to be seen, not to be heard from and left his poor daughter, daughter and Aguna a woman without a husband she's not divorced and she can't remarry fellow, although he's related to the Samasadik was not a chassid as a matter of fact he didn't believe in all this stuff this chassidist business never business not his speed the wife in turn did believe and the wife was very adamant that he go to see the Samach Tzedek one event led to another and he was pretty much left with nothing and no choice but to go to see the Samach Tzedek As he arrives in Lubavitch and he tells the Gabbai situation, the Gabbai says it'll be three weeks before you can get into the Rebbe. Oh my gosh, he says, woe to me. How can I wait three weeks? And the Gabbai asks him his name, and he hears his name, he realizes it's a relative of the Rebbe, and he says, okay, we're going to get you in tonight. that evening he goes into the Tzavach Tzedek 
Semuch Tzedek was so genuinely happy to see him. He's a relative. Albeit a distant relative, but a relative. And Semuch Tzedek, before he could tell him anything, before he could say anything, he was in awe of the Semuch Tzedek. Semuch Tzedek knew who he was. And Semuch Tzedek said to him, Tumateva, do me a favor, please. Join us for dinner tonight. Come to my home after you hear this. Come to my home. My wife will be so happy to see you. <laughs> An offer he couldn't refuse. And he totally forgot about why he came to the Samosidic. Sitting by dinner, it was pleasant, it was a nice evening. And nothing was really mentioned. Anyway, but he did get very impressed by the Tzemotzedek. He was very happy to meet the Tzemotzedek now, to know the relative and everything. And he was warmer to the fact of going into the Tzemotzedek to get a bracha. So, next day he asked by the Gabbai again get him a appointment, an appointment to go into the Tzemach Tzedek this time he comes into the Tzemach Tzedek and he bursts out crying, so Tzedek was sitting now in a more business like fashion, like a Rebbe not like just a relative and he tells the Tzemach Tzedek his whole plight of his Parnassah. He was a pharmacist, he lost this, that. Okay. Samach Sedek says to him, if I remember correctly, I read an ad in the paper, a pharmacist in Kiev was looking for a farm, uh, for a worker, a German guy. Here's money, Go travel there, I'm sure he'll hire you. And life will change different. Guy walked out, he was baffled, he was bewildered, he was shocked. And he's traveling home, he's getting ready to go home and to actually do what Samuel Sadiq told him. And he gets in the wagon, he gets on the train, he gets home and tells his wife what happened. His wife, there was no question. He's going. To, he's going. By him, there was a question still. But the, the wife had no question. This is what the Rebbe said. This is what you're going to do. No. The fellow travels. He's, on his travel, he's thinking to himself. The Rebbe says he remembers correctly seeing in the paper. Who knows when this was? Who knows if it's still around? Who knows if this happened even? This year, last year, ten years ago. Nope. He comes to town and he like, finds the pharmacy. And the pharmacist like, tells him, I'm looking for a worker. And uh, they hit off very well. He starts off as a worker. But the pharmacist sees what kind of talent this fellow has. Short time later, he was already a manager. He was doing well. 
and he was catching up on his situation. A few weeks before Pesach, he turns to the the owner and he says to him, listen, would you mind, I want to be with my family for Pesach, can I take three weeks, a month off to go to my family? And he said, sure, no problem. And so the fellow boards the train to home, hasn't been home so long. Baruch Hashem, at least he has Parnassah now, he has money in his pocket. <laughs> as soon as he gets home, there's a telegram from the boss, from the German. Please come back, I need you. No, he goes back to boss, what she doing? This is Panas, it's bread and butter. And he arrives there and the boss tells him, listen, I'm turning, in a week's time, I'm turning 50 years old. I'm looking to throw a big party. I'm trying to think, who could organize it? Who could put this together? The party, the food, the arrangements, entertainment, invitations, and make sure everything stims. And I know that you're a reliable fellow, a good worker. I need you to do this for me. I'll pay you very well. Separate from everything I pay you. No. He's here already. And there's good money involved. Chassid does what he has to. Chassid. He's not here a Chassid. Sitting there. Day of the party. He's greeting the guests. Avish the helps and in walks a galach, a priest. And he could have knocked over the chassid with a feather. He, he started to, to, to literally shake. The German saw this, the owner, the boss saw this. He ran over to his worker. And he said, come, come with me. He took him into another room to relax. Gave him some water. He said, what happened to you? And he shows him, you see that priest. My daughter, her husband left her. He forgot to tell his wife, actually, that he forgot to tell Zemotzedek about his daughter. But his wife was so excited that the Rebbe was sending him to far off to go to work and to get a job pharmacy, she also forgot to ask so you see this guy this priest was my son-in-law he changed became a priest but this was my son-in-law he was married to my daughter and he left her without a get I need to see to it that this gets taken care of so immediately, the wealthy man, the owner, the boss, the pharmacist, brings the priest into another room, and this man starts to confront the fellow and says, "How did you leave my daughter like this? And how did you this and that?" And the guy said, "Are you talking about? I'm a priest. I never need marriage. I couldn't get married. I want to get married." He says, "You know very well he did. Kids are. Everybody saw he was lying, but he wasn't going to confess." The only solution the, the German 
pharmacist, the boss, so the only solution was fight fire with fire. He took out his gun, he put it in the guy's face, he says, talk. Who are you really? The guy uh, got substantially frightened and he spilled the beans. He spilled the beans, he said who he was, everything else. They brought it up, they brought it to the they brought to witnesses, they brought in a safer, and the get was written, and he took back the get to his daughter. So we see therefore how things can be turned over. Things that we think that we see as so hopeless and so nothing already. But when it comes to the Dastera, it comes to the Rebbe, how things can be reverted. As I said before, this week was Yudbeis Thomas. The the birthday and Chagagula of the Friedrich Rebbe. Say Tachnun, people wear big day Shabbos. It's a true yomtiv. There was also, unfortunately, a terrible, terrible mishap in the community. people of the community was standing waiting for a waving down a taxi on Empire Boulevard and was killed 66 years old it's a terrible terrible tragedy but a man that was very devoted to Shlemus Haaretz to the well-being of Eretz Yisrael Yeshiva in seventy. He helped Bachman, invited Bachman. David himself, and he should be a man of tension in his family. Remember, he's saying in the beginning of this year. Of course, it's dedicated to Eliza Shalamis. He was standing on the street waiting for a taxi, and the taxi.
was dedicated to helping Jews return to Street, who had given the house to her house to the Rebbe. She was a big boss to okay. So, Matzah Shabbos, we all piled into a car and we drove to, to the house. We're going to confront the Rebbe and challenge him. How does he think he's going to displace God? There's a nice front porch. We climbed up the steps to the front porch. And in the living room, there was a packed living room full of men. Uh, this, didn't, this didn't look good for us. We rang the doorbell. And a dignified fellow, with a nice beard, came to the door. And he asked, what did we want? And one of us said, we want to talk to the Rebbe. We have an important question to ask him. The Rebbe's secretary, Rebbe Chachafegi, take the questions first he's a personal secretary and he'd write down the question when you went in the Rebbe would have his question have the question so he could immediately start discussing it Scott and asked him what is it about the Rebbe has to know the question before he sees you so they said we'd like to know how he expects us to keep an old fashioned told him that we want to know how he expects to replace God he obviously wouldn't let us in so we changed a little bit no Kach said to them you have to wait you see it's quite a big crowd over here but come in and we said listen 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 it's too big of a crowd we'll just sit out here on the porch you let us know okay a few minutes later he came back and he said okay then I want to see you right away The Rebbe was standing. He was handsome, saintly looking, gleaming bright eyes. He 
had a large fur hat and his hand was outstretched he's going to shake our hands Shalom Aleichem I was surprised, I didn't know Hasidic Rebbe's stuck out their hands in greeting it's the happiest moment I've had in Philadelphia the Rebbe said to them and the Rebbe started to arrange chairs around the desk we tried to help the Rebbe said, no, 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 I want to do this once we were all sitting down he took a long look at each of us and he started the Rebbe said, you look like very intelligent young men so I must speak to you on your level you're wondering about all those people downstairs who were here before you well let me tell you some of their problems and I'll explain to you why I took you first there's one man whose daughter is never very very ill what can I do? I can't do anything more than he can do if he approaches God he can ask for a foolish name just like I can another guy has a lawsuit and wants me to daven the he'll win I don't know who's right he can daven the Ebesha should give him proper justice there's a man who wants to buy a business wants me to intercede to make sure it succeeds if I could do that I'd be a rich businessman but if I cannot answer your question I'd have no right, be no right, have no right to be a Rebbe. The Rebbe smiled and continued. First, I must admit a great secret that Rebbe said to them. There are 613 mitzvahs. And while the Lubavitcher Rebbe tries to keep them all, he finds it impossible. So what does he do? Throw them all away? No. I keep as many as humanly possible. At this point, he numbed us, this guy says. He took out all the venom, all that we wanted to attack him with, he took it out of us. And then he said to us, I'd like you to try to keep as many mitzvahs as you can. And then we'd be doing the same thing as he does. Just like he keeps as many as he can, if we would try to keep as many as they as we can, we'd be doing the same thing as he's doing. He asked us for our Hebrew names and our mother's names. We wanted to give him the legal names and addresses that ever said, no, no, I don't need that. Some of the boys put their hands in their pockets and wanted to give the rabbi that ever said, no, no, no. No, thank you. All I want you to do is mitzvahs. He asked us if we put on tefillin every day. Some guys admitted that we gave up that a long time ago. He offered to give them tefillin so they could fulfill the mitzvah. We all promised to try to live up to his suggestions. He gave us each a bracha, shook our hands again, and we left. Then we got outside to the porch and we sat there for over two hours digesting what just hit us. We all agreed to daven at least once a day. One said he's, with ten, he's a dental technician, he's not going to work on Shabbos anymore. And a few months later, he even got his boss to also stop working on Shabbos. One guy, Gabriel Lowenthal, 
became connected to a shul, and he taught what he what he and I learned from the Rebbe. He taught this to many others. Some of the boys I don't know, I'm not in touch with. I lost track. But I'm very sure that those ten minutes we spent with the Rebbe gave us strength in our spirit, in our Yiddishkeit, and the depression later World War Two gave me a little hope of ever gaining more light from the Rebbe. But I found it continued inspiration from his son-in-law, the Rebbe. I keep as many of the six hundred. I'm going to go off the subject of the Pasha, off the subject of Yisbeis Tamas, although I want to speak, I want to tell another very, very powerful story of the Fidik Rebbe, which was told of 1927, back in Russia. This Shabbos is Shabbos of Tamas. Eat, my nekin, the est, est gizuntahit. You can eat all you want on Shabbos of Tamas. Now, Ochin wait to me if years down the line, that recording that I just said, eat on Shabbos of Tamas, <laughs> is taken out of text, out of context. This year, though, Shabbos of Tamas coming out on Shabbos, and we eat on Shabbos of Tamas. Eat flesh, eat whatever you want. But the fast will be the next day, on Sunday, Yud Ches Tamas. Shivas Tamas begins the period known as the three weeks, Ben Amtsarim. We'll still discuss different um, halachic ramifications. Svardik custom is on Shabbos they call out Shabbos Tamas when it's going to be Shkenazim don't do that if God forbid anyone has any kind of medical issues they should confer with the rabbi about fasting and although you can rely basically that the rabbis will be more lenient this year because it's an itcha but you must ask regardless sweet things, even though it's going to remain the taste will remain in their mouth throughout the fast, the night before if somebody wants to eat before at least a shachan you must make a condition before you go to sleep that I'm going to wake up and eat before sunrise not before the netzachama before at least a shachan Shachar will be 3.44 a.m. on Sunday New York time so one would have to eat before that 
um, to be saved at 3 o'clock in the morning. Some might still be awake from Lav Malka. You get a good sleep on Shabbos afternoon. 3 o'clock in the morning, some people might still be up for brain. You may, till, you may eat if you made that condition before going to sleep. You may eat when you wake up at before three, three, uh, three o'clock in the morning. Um, that you're going to make the condition to eat and drink. If you forgot to make the condition, you're not allowed to eat before you, when you before the fast when you wake up. But if you usually have a coffee in the morning when you wake up, and you didn't make the condition to eat before the, when before Lezashacha, but you woke up before Lezashacha, you may have your coffee. If you don't usually have a coffee in the morning, you cannot have it now. From the night of Shiva Sabatamas, this year is going to be Friday night, begins the Avelis of Benam Sarim, the morning of Benam Sarim. then will begin as we said before 3.44 on Sunday morning it goes until sundown not sundown I'm sorry till nightfall fast ends approximately 9.03 in Brooklyn, New York for your local areas please check your local times During the fast, you may wash yourself, you may take a shower, you may wear shoes, you may not brush your teeth, unless you're in very, very bad shape, and your breath will be horrific, and you won't be able to live with it. Without water, you cannot rinse it after either. Those that have a custom to use Listerine or something of the sort, which you're obviously not going to swallow because it's detrimental to your health, and you'd be allowed to use that as well. Medication needs to be taken without water if possible. The person's cooking on the day of the fest should be careful not to taste anything. Some want to say that if uh, you need to for, for a mitzvah, so this mitzvah taste to make sure that the spices are not spicy whatever it is you can taste it less than it is but it's best to don't do it if one forgot they took something in their hand and they started to make they made a bracha on it so there are those opinions that say it's say Baruch Shem Kavit Machos Elved and those opinions that say don't make a bracha on the and therefore you should just take a bite to doing so and you may eat it
davenings, Minik Ashkenaz, Shachris, the regular Shachris, it gets to after Shmenesrei, we say Tachanun, and during and after Tachanun, before we finish Tachanun, we say the Slichas, which I brought down on the Siddur. We say the Slichas, and we say Avinu Malkeinu. We do not repeat Kelar Chapayim in the Slichas, we do not repeat Ashamlu. In the Slichas, as we have already said it before, the Chazan and Chazal Sashat Shachas will say Anenu, and the Shah and the Minion says it in Mincha, in the Shtul Shemitah and the Chazan again in Chazal Sashat. Huh? If you're not fasting, no, you don't say Anenu. During the three weeks, any other conditions, any other situations, you have to call it off. A couple may get engaged, even a Tishabov for that matter, get to it and worry about it then.
Sephardic customs are slightly varied from this. We don't listen to music during the three weeks. Don't take haircuts during the three weeks. Don't shave during the three weeks. We're in a state of mourning during the three weeks. They get more severe, of course, from Rosh Hashanah until Tishvav, from Er, from Rishchidish Ov until Tishvav, and the Sephardim only want to deal with the Shuvah Shechalbo, and they're in big trouble this year because it's the whole week. Since Tishvav is on Shabbos, the Shuvah Shechalbo starts on Sunday. It's not from the week that we do the fast. Um, Fabrengans, gatherings, little parties you can have until the Shkedeshav. From the Shkedeshav on, you can't. We'll discuss that when we get to the point, the later part of the um, the three weeks. We get to the Shkedeshav. In 1927, so the Fidig Rebbe just wanted to tell the story. Fidig Rebbe had a Fabrengan on Purim. They were scared out of their minds. They never brought them, made sure they came. They never told them to take the Chaim, which was forbidden. Forbidden. According to the Russian government, they never told them to sing the Gunam, and they started singing, and they were getting nervous, but they never told them to sing louder. During the Fabrengan, three people walked in. Make sure the mashka went off the table. The Rebbe talked a little calmer. Instead, here, the song went stronger, the vodka went harder. <laughs> Sometime after midnight, the Rebbe suddenly stood up, took off his bekasha, his kapata, he opened his shirt, pulled his tits to the side, started to bang on his chest. And the Rebbe said, El Chaim, El Chaim was one of the Chassidim, I commanded you last year to announce something. I told you to write letters, announcing it everywhere, to all Jews in Russia. You refused. Look at the trouble now came upon you for it. Go out and tell everyone, anyone that sends his children to Soviet schools will not live through the year. Change the subject, Rebbe. The spies are sitting there. The Rebbe wouldn't stop. Zalman, the Rebbe said. If they make a huge fire and they offer you either send your child to the Soviet school or throw yourself into the fire, throw yourself into the fire. Do not let your child go. Do you hear? The Chassidim would sit drink. 
know they're here, they never said, they have a sex here. You maximum. They don't scare me, they never said. When the guys saw this, they started to, to then they realized they better not look like that. They better hold a strong look, so they shouldn't be caught as informers. Chassidim were getting so nervous they started to sing Nigunim louder maybe the Rebbe wouldn't be heard the Rebbe stood up even louder, stood up on a chair the Rebbe said I just asked my father the Rebbe Rashab will it be like it was with Nikolai and he said yes like Nikolai nobody understood what it meant so the Rebbe said the Tsar Paul decided to test his son Nikolai the first and he sent him to lead the Russian troops to war games and Nikolai was very successful he did marvelously but then he took a liberty to reward the troops on his own without asking his father's permission his father sent him away from Petersburg for two years Chassidim was shocked to hear what the Rebbe was saying they didn't know how to stop the Rebbe Finally, they called him the Rebbe's mother. The Rebbe's mother came in and she was trying to tell him to stop. When he saw his mother enter, he stood silently. She said, don't, don't exert yourself. Take a rest. The Rebbe started to cry, Mother, I'm not doing this on my own. I asked Father. At this point, they both started crying hysterically. And the Chassidim started crying hysterically. These three Chaletas didn't bat an eye and the Rebbe fainted three months later on Tezvav Sivan 2.30 in the morning the Yevesexia police came in and they arrested the Rebbe that's the story of Yevesexia where the Rebbe was sentenced to death that night was then set, commuted, commuted to Kastrama and then ultimately Yudbez Gimel Tamas, the Shachag Ula, the Rebbe was set free. And this then caused, it punched a big hole in the wall of the communist regime. And this is the hole that spread until the fall of the communist regime today. And therefore, it will f- cause another hole, a bigger hole, in the Golas, in the walls of Golas. And it will penetrate and will take us out of this Golas, this very Shabbos. Before you Zion Thomas, Shivasim Thomas, and the Yahofkuya Medu, the Sasa in the Simcha, Shabbat Shalom to all.